You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom and we found patrick found i've been identified in a hopeless place unlike unlike the chinese balloons or whatever the fuck which nobody could really tell me what was going on and i just dipped out of the conversation entirely it's literally unlike, like gobbledygook who cares it, you know what i mean right who cares? I, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that they're like, yeah, I don't know, everybody. What's up? It was it was like uh, spokespeople for the White House just came out and were like, hey, fam, might be aliens. I don't know. And everybody goes, all right, cool, cool, cool. Don't have time for this. <clears throat> Did you uh, know in the Pentagon they have several meeting rooms named stuff like uh, alien autopsy conference room? I did not. Because they allow interns to name certain conference rooms on a rotation basis. And so it's like, oh, these interns like won this thing. So it's like, um, you know, there's a room that's like UFO documents uncovered. You know, it's like it can it's also like conference room Q or something like sure. that. But but yeah, because Q. because everybody like who cares? Like, what are we talking? What are we you, talking? you know, you know what I mean? I, I was kind of down on being part of a surveillance state war machine. Mm mm. mm. But I didn't know they were so light and fun. You know, that sounds all right. You know, like bomb a thing, joke about it later. It's all good. Is it too too late to get an internship? I'm proud to be an American because at least I I don't know if you're passing that background check, homie. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, they they hitting up immigration and getting those those uh, terse. We murder. What you're doing isn't illegal, but we don't like it from Uh, uh, from our friends. By the way, everybody, uh, speaking on background checks and everything, I, I don't know if you've been watching. You sure you do this? I don't. I don't know if you've been watching what's going on uh, on Capitol Hill lately, but uh, everybody is going to be called to to the mat for their tweets at some point. They're like mm-hmm. taking the the uh, the one Biden wants in charge of the FCC. They're like, did you? say that republicans are nazis and she's like not in those words and he and then they'll bring up the tweet and say like oh looks like you did girl like (laughs) so it's like they are jamming everybody up just everybody in the sound of my voice if you've said if you've been a little edgy boy or said something fucked up on the internet you just got to ride it out now it is what it is (laughs) you're in the from the mouth of little edgy boy corner thank you yeah yeah exactly Um, i'm trying to help Yo, uh, thank you to everybody who's listening. Uh, guess what? We're going to say thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Convulse Records. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Closed Casket Activities. Uh-huh. Thank you to Run for Cover. So, uh, I, I was going to do the one that uh, I think it might be a blood thing, though. I'm not going to do it. Do, sheesh. 
<laughs> one of those. <laughs> I was I was gonna do it. And I was whoa, like, wait whoa. a second, that might be some bullshit. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, and last but definitely, certainly not least, thank you to to live a lie. Um, yo, with that spirit, let's start with to live a lie. To live a lie dot com. Click on to live a lie. Click on that web store. Go in there, and I am grabbing the controls. Tom, you're my co-pilot. I want everybody to check out a little band called Spaz. Uh, the the release that grabbed my attention today is the Spaz, Sweatin', Skatin', Satan, and Catan CD. I'm thinking that's Caden, isn't it? Wouldn't it be Sweatin' 3? Skatin', Satan, and Caden. Sweatin' 3, Skatin', Satan, and Caden. There we go. I think you're right. I think you're right? right. That would make that sense. sense. We're at the rhyming, yeah. There's <clears throat> the third, the third, like third part of their discography that's why it's sweating three because it was sweating right, sweat the, the oldies right that's right this is <clears throat> this is this is truly wild stuff but this is what you get from a band like spaz 67 songs from <laughs> splits with here's the, the roster 25 to life yeah yeah monster x Bob <laughs> well, stand up. uh gob mm-hmm. lack of interest Okay. Uh, yeah. Rips. Uh, rips. Uh, Bob, are you, I was gonna say you're a lack of interest fan. Are you not? Great. Great. We got him to play Sound of Fury, and that was like a, a moment. It was really cool. Um, Opstand. Did we get lack of interest or just despise you? I thought we got lack of interest. If not, I saw lack of interest in the valley, and it was awesome. Uh, Black Army Jacket, Slobber, and the Mighty Hyrax. Um, from '95 to '98. Shout out to this band. They were fast hardcore thrash power violence whatever you want to call it they were as fast as you could go short songs blast beats and they were unafraid to do it in rooms that were not blast beat rooms as you can see from a few of the names on that split list um mostly being 25 to life uh cool band uh funny yes didn't take it too seriously uh we've we've talked about 625 thrash core before um very important shout out to hyrax max uh shout out to spaz this is a a really cool band who uh i don't know i just i I think their name escapes a lot of people these days but they were so big ubiquitous around this time yeah they were everywhere they were the grindcore power they were the band yeah the the fast core for lack of any other name band and uh, yo, I, I let's put some respect on the name of Spaz because I, we, yeah, I think they were the band who was a lot of people's first. Oh wow, this band does thirty second songs. Band, right? It's fast and heavy. Like what mm-hmm. the fuck? Did we also know that they had a song on the motion picture soundtrack for Gummo? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But I looked it up, and it's there. That's God bless, cool. man. I haven't thought about. Gummo since I saw it in someone's like woodshed in 1999 or something. Gummo love theme fourth song. It's also a Absu and a I God and Burzum and Bathory and Spaz. Mm. Wow. Wow. This, yeah. You know what? This is a listening uh, exercise. Sleep, Bathory, Bethlehem. Uh, wow. Wow. Really interesting. Really interesting. Okay. Moms and Dad's Pussy by Destroy All Monsters. Okay. How about that? Uh, Spaz, Sweatin' 3, Skatin' Satan and Katen CD. Check that out. Spin a, a few other fast records for us. To Tolivealie.com. Thank you very much. 
run for cover. Oh, uh, this is one we've given a shout out to a lot. I just wanted to, so I was doing a thing the other day where I was talking about, uh, 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 well, I was was not (laughs) replying to text. Uh, I was in a conversation with people about Spotify listens and there was, I might quit music because there was a lot of shit where I was like, holy God, how's that have such high fucking listens? Uh, but yo, narrow had big listens. Uh, like, yo, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to shit on this band by being, by being shocked or anything. No, I just am out of touch. So I didn't know that that band had fan fans. Uh, I want to say something too, quietly been having fan fans. If you went back years and years and looked at narrowhead listens, they've had streams. It's, it's really fat. I mean, band has tracks and, uh, it shows. Listen, so. Uh, everybody, I'm uh, because I'm in that world a little bit. Although obviously ignorant as fuck, uh, I I get the conversation, and I would like to put a little respect on uh, Narrowhead's name because behind the scenes, people were counting the band out because yep. they were th- their old material was getting was overshadowing their new material, and that's that's kind of if you're a younger band, people are like ah that's over. Right. Yeah. Weird thing that happens. What happens a lot. Uh, but their new thing hit <laughs> because when somebody was like, yo, you check out their listens. I was like, yeah, what are they like? Same as drug church or whatever. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> crush, crush the church. So, uh, people are connecting with that record. Uh, I saw like a minor celebrity, but sometimes he gets lumped in with, uh, with, with bad people. So I would say who, Okay. Uh, was saying that this is the record of the decade. Uh, and it is uh, apparently really connecting. So everybody go check that out. And uh, shout out to that band for uh, proving pro- proving uh, industry slime wrong. Yeah, shout out. Moments of Clarity. Go to runforcoverrecords.com. Order it. If you haven't joined their Magic Circle Record Club, join. I just got a couple of my records in the mail. Very cool. Love that shit. So, um, yeah. Very cool. Tom, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm okay. How's everything? It's pretty good. Did you? Oh, yesterday. I know. Did you? Oh, behind the counter. Behind the Did yes. you <clears throat> feel okay about Patrick ignoring text messages? I did not. Have you guys I did not enjoyed it yet? at all. Yeah. Have you addressed no. it yet with him? No, I figured we'd Pat- save it for the air. <laughs> Patrick, yes. how you doing? How you feeling? I feel great. I mean, I'm exhausted. <laughs> feel good. You feel great. You feel wonderful. I was in Doha. Okay. The, the, the Wi-Fi in Doha wasn't as great. Actually, it was really good once I had learned how to connect, but I didn't learn how to connect. for. A yeah, while. That's your problem. Not their problem. Let's not make it. it. <laughs> Stop uh, blaming I, Doha for your shit. Yeah. I do want to say Kuwaiti air is very accommodating. Kuwait, uh, Kuwait, uh, no, not Kuwait. Qatar. 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 Yeah. Qatar okay. air is, is very cutter? accommodating. No, it's not. I asked Tom. It's funny you should say that. So everybody, if you were, if you thought you were losing your mind when news media started calling Kiev Kiev, uh, that was intentional. That's because uh, Kiev is the Russian pronunciation. Uh, Correct. Kiev is, is so. But a lot of people thought they were losing their minds getting hit with that Bernstein effect, right? Uh, and that's what I thought I was suffering from with Cutter. 
which is how news media has been telling me to say it. But I asked the woman who works for Qatar Air, I said, excuse me, miss. Could you say that again? How'd you say that? And she Mm -hmm. she said, Qatar. And I said, like guitar? She's like, not exactly. And I was like, but it's not cutter. (laughs) But it's 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 closer to that than cutter, yes. Yeah. Uh, So everybody, I take it. You can take your shit from Don Lemon if you choose. I will Mm. take my shit from... Uh, Marissa, the uh, uh, you know Qatar kind uh, uh, employee of Qatar Airline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the real question on everyone's lips, everyone's chapped lips, is Patrick. How long was your flight slash travel time, approximately? Uh, let's take a look. Uh, I mean, definitely over twenty hours because one flight was thirteen by That's itself. I want to say live very far away. Uh, I do live really far away. That's five movies I watched. Uh, it 11,630 was, miles from, from uh, NYC. There you go. Um, so, Including uh, layovers, were you in, are we talking 30 hours? Uh, maybe with layovers, maybe. Oh, okay, so 11 hours and 30 minutes was the first flight, and uh, the second flight was 14 hours and 50 minutes. Okay. So... Uh, when when were you gonna reach out to us to say hey it's it, I'm I'm good to record? You know what? Yeah, that's a really good question. Or do you go like, hey, you know, I'm gonna be kind of off the grid for a little bit because I have like 47 hours of flights because I, you know, I refuse to pay an extra 300 bucks for a direct flight. Right. Um, what are we gonna do about this? You know, I know we come we have an episode that comes out every Tuesday. That's right. I'm going to kind of be out of commission for like four days. Like, yeah, hey, you guys right. want to jump on one now? Do you guys want to do one with, say, Eric? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, like, what's you going know, on? I have a responsibility to you and the mm-hmm. tens of thousands of people that listen to us. Yeah, that's right. God forbid I, that we should do it on Monday night and keep it current. <laughs> God well, yeah, forbid. But here's the deal. You know what? If you would have been like, yo, Monday night, I'm going to be in fucking Albany, in Cohoes, or wherever the hell you are, Mechanicville. Gilderland. Schenectady. Gildersleeves. Schenectady, that's right. You're in Schenectady. Schenectady, that's right. Schenectady's. And you could have been like, yo, I'll be there Monday night. We'll we'll get on a call. You know, we'll get on. We'll record something fresh for Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? You would have saved me and Bob a lot of heartache. Uh, yeah, I'm like sorry. there was there was some anger on the call, but there was also a lot Mostly of a lot me. of like a lot of hurt feelings and sadness too. <laughs> right, well, I mean, I, I was assuming it. you were like locked up abroad. I went from yes, Doha to Skinny Atlas, and uh, neither uh, have good Wi-Fi. I apologize. Yo, shout out! I think there's a band called the Skinectozoids, and I think that's a really funny, cool name. Skinectozoids. There you go. That's pretty good. Um, well, all right, Padre's back in the saddle again. <clears throat> we were last talking to you. About post-hardcore, we want to dive right back into that. Before we do, on the episode that you missed, which was a really fun one, I got to tell you, I, I want to, I want to give, uh, you know what? Shout out to Tom. Step stepped up and took care of this. I, I felt like I did just okay. Tom just like uh, he, he Joe Montana the game that one. Here's where to I want right to ask you to, to Dwight Clark right in the end zone. There we go. Boom. Uh, we did gold standards of all the we, – we really laid into because we said we did it from the Wikipedia list of hardcore punk subgenres, thinking that's that's a full Patrick move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we wanted to keep continuity. I want to you know get, get your take as we do when you, when you occasionally go off-grid. Um, so we're going to ask you for a couple quick hits 
on your opinions on what the gold standard of these various subgenres are. Sure. Christian hardcore. Um, Maybe it's the Murr standard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in my view, the uh, the there's a Zeo period that is, uh, if you're counting metalcore as hardcore, is like the mm-hmm. best of the. And if you're not, then probably something like Stretch Armstrong or mm-hmm. uh, Figure okay. Four. Now, what about the Living Sacrifice band that you? you oh, I, I so I love the Living Sacrifice groove metal era, which is a controversial opinion, but hmm. uh, when they break out the trash cans, you can't go wrong. Okay, uh, let's see. Um, what about emo? What would be your gold standard of emo? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, mm-hmm. I personally love. Uh, there's three count them three piebald records that I think are great. Mm, okay. All right. Did not expect that. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm happy for that one. How about melodic hardcore? Uh, <clears throat> that's tough because there's so much that I love that could fall under that category or could not. And we're going to talk about this on this episode. If we're talking post hardcore on this episode, because we are, uh, I'm going to make some bold claims about things that I think are post-hardcore that are long-running bands that made moves towards post-hardcore, right? Mm. Versus band versus people's new band, right? <clears throat> uh, Full on with it. I, I actually am thinking of a couple right now. So uh, melodic hardcore, I'd say the best to ever do it is seven seconds. Okay. Um, how about, in this one, you got to be really fast, Okay. Okay. Me and Tom were able to give our answers, and we kind of did a, a combo answer um, to cover all bases. The gold standard of New York hardcore is District Nine. Not, not quite. Um, how about gold <laughs> standard for power violence? Uh, oh man! Um, yeah, listen, there's like three that all sound just good to me. You know what I mean? You can say like a- any of the California stuff where you go, yeah, that's good. You know okay. what I mean? The no comment, the crossed yeah. out, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about yeah, sass? Let's say crossed out for, for the purists that are listening that want an answer. Sure. Uh, sass. Give us your your gold standard of sass. Oh, fuck. I don't really. Um, uh, oh, uh, no. I don't know. That's more of a dark horse pick. Um, gold standard. Tom, I feel like where we got was the just like we're, it's going to be like oh yeah that's the one right what, yeah what did you guys arrive at like, I mean it was like well, it's, do you have it's, an answer it's big room sass yeah. oh that's Blood Brothers that's yeah. right that's right and I think it I think it just is all right and the final one you're going to get asked about what is your gold standard for ska core oh I mean there, there's three Boston records that are better than the Beatles. Is this AI Pat or is this really Pat? No, that's, uh, <laughs> I honestly, there's three Boston's records that are more cleverly written than most things people can name. Like would, they're just would, truly great songs, regardless they're, of whether they're, like the the, no argument here. I think they're very good. I would dispute the better than Beatles, but that's a, a personal choice thing. Yeah. Um, uh, would you call them ska core or would you just simply call it ska? I'd call them Scott core. They, 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 uh, they're all heavy. They really broke from convention with the vocals. You okay. Know what I mean, like, all so, right. uh, some of the music, certainly by the time that you hit, uh, uh, the commercial record, the big one, yep. Yep. Uh, you're talking about kind of, uh, almost pop leaning rock songs. That's but right. 
but the vocals are still relentlessly aggressive, which I think puts them in a different category. It's an interesting question because it opens Pandora's box of saying, if you have aggressive vocals, can you throw core on the end of it? And was fu- uh, was was the true. Boston was the first fucked up? No, I mean, there's sonic comparisons between the two that I think I think the band would actually note. I mean, obviously, vocally, there's some comparisons between Damien and Dickie. Uh, but there's also some some music components that fit, especially in their most recent release, I, I hear it, and, and then yep. the last couple. There's, there's definitely... Um, but I think that's kind of the idea of, like, we, we love punk and hardcore, but we're unafraid to really touch into more pop accessible and then weirder influences. But our main bread and butter is the punk, hardcore, and the adjacent world pre-1990, uh, which is new wave, post-punk, reggae, ska, like power pop, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I bet if you really dig into songwriters of the Boston's, you can find a power pop fan. Um, oh, because no they're very hooky and it's it's sort of interesting. Well, Patrick, good job. You might have won your way back into your good graces because of your contributions to our ska core conversation. Oh, well, I'm here. Look at you. Captain, everybody's waiting for Murder Church. So, um, get on it. Let's uh let's go back to post hardcore. Bring us it. back. Uh because this could be someone else's first episode. What are we doing right now? Uh, so everyone, we are uh, taking the unreliable narrator and expanding. So we are going to Wikipedia, which has a list of post-hardcore bands. I would say 85% of it is stuff that nobody, that not the three of us and very few of our listeners, I would imagine, would call post-hardcore. Uh, so this is kind of proving that Wikipedia is certainly um, crowdsourced. Uh because a lot of ignorance went into this. That's part of the fun. And we'll occasionally say bands for fun that really do not fit this mold in my view. Uh, But for the most part, I went to it to see what bands I was making a little post hardcore playlist. And I was, I was thinking, what bands am I forgetting? So I went here and found it very unreliable, but also found it kind of helpful because there was stuff I forgot. Uh, So we're going through that list and just using it as an excuse to talk about some fucking music. Hell yeah. All right. So where do we left leave off? You, you just jump us right back in. Let's get back uh, so we might have ended on F. Does that sound right to everybody? Sounds right. Because uh, I don't know. We did. Well, did, you, not, did we, we just, do the in Kindles? Uh, <laughs> no, we did not do the in Kindles. Um, who I don't know make this list, do they? Um, I don't think so. Tom, what's your ruling on the in Kindles? I, I say it's a little more. Well, to rock. Yeah, rockish, right. So, uh, Bob, I remember you and I talked uh, because there's some difference between us Mm. on Glassjaw, but I don't know if Mm. it's because we reached G or not. No, we didn't. Because Glassjaw was one of your your pinnacle ones because you used, you said you had Into Another, Glassjaw, and Quicksand. Yeah. Did we only get through C? No, no, no. no. I think I'm almost certain we got through E. Uh, We talk about about Driveway Jehu? We, We did. And we talked. We talked about uh, Fiddlehead. So we definitely made it through F. Did and we, I talked. About did we f- actually talk about Fiddlehead? I don't remember. No, talking about Fiddlehead. I don't remember talking about Drive Like Jehu either. Okay. Well, uh, Drive Like Jehu. I think we did. I think we said that there. We yes, we did. Rock, Listen, because right? we got to Drug Church. Yes, we did. We got to Drug Church. No, because uh, people were yelling at me that we didn't talk about Drive Like Jehu. Yeah, that's right. We didn't talk okay. about Drive Like Jehu. Uh, uh, I, think we got, people, I think Tom's right. We got to see. 
All right. Uh, Do You Compute made it to my playlist, but it's the only song that made it to my playlist. Drive Like Jehu uh, is post-hardcore. Uh, they are on the rockin' side of that, which was later put in uh, – like the spotlight was put on that with their uh, bands Rock. after Drive Like Jehu. Rock from the Crypt. Uh, yep. And they, uh, they're a good band. Uh, they have tracks. It's uh, recorded in, a, in, in my view, kind of a, a more pulled back style than, than the genre deserves. Right. Correct. Like it's, or, or, and uh, I don't appreciate that about it, but in, so, okay. Bold statement. In some ways uh, I would say that uh, Yank crime is the uh, marquee moon of post-hardcore. Uh, it's just really the guitar work. You can get lost in how nice it is. So Thank worth you. checking out, but it's not the type of post-hardcore that a lot of like, if you're a quicksand head and that's what you're using as your, as uh, your, your, your star, template barometer. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Th- th- then it's, it's going to fall outside of that, but it's good post-hardcore for sure. Well, and, and to me, I, I think that <clears throat> it opens a door that we've touched on a little bit. And we said it with something else that it's, it's a little too rock in Kindles. Um, there's a vein of post hardcore from the nineties that basically veered off from post hardcore and added rock elements because drive like Jay, who sends you down a road that could include a thing like the Kindles, though it's not the same, certainly could include something like rocket from the crypt, though. It's not, I wouldn't call rocket from the crypt post hardcore, but I could, if you start including more rock tinge stuff, you could veer that way. And it's an interesting place, but I think <coughs> for the purposes of what we're talking about, you're right. There's, there's drive like Jay who tracks that certainly would fit the post hardcore conversation, but not their entire catalog. No. And I, I mean, listen, everybody, this, this playlist that I made has a lot of seaweed on it and not everybody would consider that post hardcore. And it also has a braid song on it, which basically no one would. So it, I'm not religious about these shits, not dogmatic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm skipping E cause I'm confident. We talked about how embrace uh, would not make that for us. Uh, Egg hunt. You guys said, no, I said, yes. Um, I said, yeah, <laughs> I, but I, I, I think egg hunt, but egg hunt hits your weird, like uh, it predates the cutoff. You know what I mean? And I also, yeah, Oh yeah. For the, for the playlist. Sorry okay. about, let me make that clear to everybody. Uh, I was going mostly, I was going mostly like say ninety five to two thousand two or whatever, but it really yeah. it's flexible. It's it's ninety okay. say ninety two to two thousand two, um, and but it takes out Re- Revolution Summer. Yes, omit Revolution Summer in a weird place. Yeah. Uh, so getting into uh, so Tom's an engine down fan. Tom is it emo mm. or is post hardcore? I'd say post hardcore. Okay. Uh, I, I can't speak to that band with any authority. I, d- I don't know if I could hum a track. Tom, where to, um, where to start on that band? Um, hmm. I know I'm, I'm pulling it out right now, you know, but that's yeah, I'm, I mean, I think I've checked out at one point and filed away as I like, Oh, this is pretty cool, but never went back to. So, yeah, I'm not like a super fan. I don't know where mm-hmm. Pat got that idea from. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think what, Maybe the self-titled. Okay. Yeah. Let me look to it. Let's see. Let's see the one I listened to. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I kind of, I was not as big of a fan as Pat would thinks I am. So he put me on the spot. And he was like a jerk. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's see. Oh, love it records. Love it records is an interesting thing. Um, yeah. I am curious about this. All right. I think, 
I think this under the pre- pretense of present tense or to bury with the sa- within the sound. Well, I, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to repeat weird. this. A, a friend of this podcast had a conversation with somebody the other day mm. uh, who said that there's multiple unreleased mm. records mm. that will never be that? released. Oh. And uh, quote, here's a quote when asked about it by the same person. Person. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not speak to me about this again. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which That's is so amazing, so awesome, <laughs> really impressive, impressively off-putting kind of energy. Yes, right there. love. Yeah. It. How do you even respond after someone says that? It's just the the relationship is severed, right? Like, no, it's if if it's your partner, you go, oh, you, you things get ramped up. And you go, oh, oh no, we're going to talk about that. Exactly yeah, but, right. That's that's the energy I'm at. Right. But but if it's if it's someone that you have like, you know, like a a very casual like, hey, we're messaging about our projects or something, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. what about this? Yeah, that's the part I'm uh, See, confused about because it's it's a push off. Uh, Tom, is that a kiss off? Oh yeah, I'd be fucking like, I'd be like, fuck you, man. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't asking for like, uh, you know, the graces. I was just curious. Oh, you know? Yeah, I wasn't asking for your social security number, bro. I was just you know, <laughs> these things exist. They do. All right. Yeah. See, I I, I keep things. I yeah. I like to keep things light. Like I, like even yeah. when I'm talking about something very serious, I, I try to make it understood that I'm self aware enough that hey, I, I'm not. You know, I, this is a serious topic, and I understand it's serious for some people. But we, we, you know, I'm I'm not right. here to monitor how you speak about things, and. If somebody hit me with something that's like overly serious or like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what to do with that information. I'm like, all right. Okay. Like, yeah. Big eye. Like you do the big eye thing. I'm like, okay, guy. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so this is more a message to the people, not the ones receiving it. You handle it however you got to, but the person who's putting that out there. What's the better response than that? And I'm not trying to tell what to do. He should do whatever he feels like. He's saying. I mean, it's how Pat responds to people that ask him about sincerely. Oh, no. I think think the way you do that. Don't ask me about the warm demo again. You you just, you be cagey and you just, you just say things like, oh, I hadn't heard that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the the easy way to just brush off. I I think if you want to, if you want to acknowledge that it's been asked, but you don't want to talk about it, you go, ah, you know. There weird is, time. but not not something I'm comfortable getting into. Weird time. It's sort of it's you know what the comp is. It's my my. How do you get people not to ever bother you about not drinking? When they say, "Hey, do you want to drink?" Nah, I don't drink. Oh, why not? Ah, family stuff. Everything yeah, stops. Yeah. Every no more questions. They don't want to hear some sort story. They don't. It doesn't matter. You stop the conversation. Uh, can Weird I be so bold? Please. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> Just calm the fuck down. If someone was like, yo, I heard there's a fucking unreleased whatever, whatever, I'd be like, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> or yeah, it's awesome. But like, like yeah, why the fuck would though. you be like, don't ever speak? Like, how important could that record be? Or it. could you think you are <laughs> to be like, don't ever bring that up? Like, it's not like... Whatever happened with that, like your old your old partner? Don't right. ever bring yeah, that yeah, person yeah. up to me again. You know, like are you? You know, like there's certain things you don't like. You know, don't ask yeah, someone yeah, if they're pregnant. Don't ask someone uh, if uh, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, or, yeah, I've learned to never ask. 
whole bunch of things like that. Like, right? Like, don't uh, if you haven't spoken to somebody in a while, don't ask them how their their partner is. Right. Don't right. ask them how the partner is, and Let don't them bring like, it up to it. Right. That's right. And don't say crazy shit like, "I thought you were pregnant." You know what I mean? Like, don't like just avoid right. shit. Like, <laughs> what's that comedian? Who's the clean comedian? Oh fuck! But when he says like, he goes, "You ever say something and it's like halfway out of your mouth before you realize it's the wrong thing?" He goes, "When's the baby do?" But that's what he. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I feel like. um, <laughs> You imagine like a practice? Like, don't ever break. How dare you? How fucking dare you? Listen, it's he could have been like, yeah, you know what? We we didn't get through the guitars, if or like I hated the people that were playing with me. We, get back to the list. We got so derailed. Okay. Drive like Jehu. Uh, post hardcore. Fiddlehead. Post hardcore. We talked yes, about four. Listen. Four. Uh, we did. I thought post we did. Because uh, I remember talking about water and solution. Water and solution. Okay. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Yes, you guys did. Talk so about so uh, water and solutions. Uh, two songs made my list. Uh, Barry White. Only two. Right. Is that one of them? Yeah. Um, what about Mother Mary? Mother Mary. Yeah. Those are the two that made the list. Great song. Right. Um, uh, Listen I, to, I talked about yeah. before. Uh, good yeah, mathy I mean, stuff. Uh, let's see. We're still going down I mean, the list. How many Fever 333 you got on there? Um, yo, shout out to uh, – I've never I've never listened to a Fever 333 song, but I will say I've played festivals with them. And the one kid I think – I think the bassist, maybe. I th- there's only like two members. There's nobody so else. Maybe. There's only one guy left in the band. So. Oh, all right. Well, whatever. The what? The one kid was a listener to Axe to Grind. He was. Shout out. I want to say he was in the Chariot. Nice kid. Nice. Kid. Yes. He's uh, not in it anymore. Oh well, fuck me then. Him and the drummer uh, left because it's like the singers like kind of. It's a whole thing. Oh, gotcha. All right. Don't ever uh, speak to me of this again. Yeah. <laughs> That's what John <laughs> Feldman said. Yeah. Don't speak to me. Um. Okay, so this is everybody that's not looking at the same list that we are. This is mm, where shit gets mm. like truly insane. It's saying mm. uh, falling in reverse is post hardcore. Um, Flyleaf. It's saying Flyleaf is post hardcore. <laughs> y- you know, there's, no, there's no, a no. lot of. Well, you're strong. Uh, no, no. So, no. so Frotus, I think I might have mentioned last We got time. into Frotus and Flatus. That's right. We did get into the S. That's right. Yes. yes. You did Frotus. Uh, yes. But then talking about stuff like From Autumn to Ashes, I don't know if we did. From Autumn to Ashes is to me an example. But and Bob, this is why uh there's gotta be we have to use the word new school hardcore. It has yeah. to be a genre. And but you'd the, put I think I don't think I'd use From Autumn to Ashes under new school. Uh, here's hardcore, the thing, right? I am not comfortable calling them metalcore. So so really? I don't know. Yeah, totally so, metalcore. Nah, I, Tom, where do you put uh, Poison the Well? Mind Force is new school hardcore. Yes, it is. I would I would have said like like uh, like isn't isn't it twenty five to life is the new school band and Come and Correct was the old school band or did I flip those? Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> something like that. I think that was the uh, Rick to Life definitions. Like, yeah, Come and Correct this is our old school shit or something. I don't know. It was one or the other. So it sounded like exactly from the same. That, yeah, correct. It, it, it. That's right. Um, that's right. A lot of '90s core that had like relatively poor drumming and uh, some metal, but not fully metal, and was yeah, just fast enough. enough that you could call it hardcore. That's new school hardcore. I, I Poison Wells metalcore, and so is From Autumn Nashes. Now it's yes. on the scr- like. There's more melody going on. Uh, maybe it maybe it falls uh, under. You weren't here for the hardcore subgenre conversation. Maybe it falls under melodic metalcore, Patrick. Uh, I don't think that you could call the first Poison the Well record metalcore, knowing what was no, n- not even knowing what was going to happen, because then I definitely don't. Th- then it would be proto metalcore by all standards. But 
the we are the, slicing like it's like the fucking Goodfellas <laughs> ball when he's slicing the fucking right. garlic. A hundred percent. Because because listen, that first record is you can't even call it metalcore by comparison to things that were happening. So for example, like Zale is a million times more what we understand to be metalcore than Poison the Well, and they were contemporaries. You know what I mean? So I uh, I don't agree. Really? Oh shit! I mean, I dude, the E riffs, total metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just changed over years. Now they sound quaint comparatively, mm-hmm. but at the time, well, that's true. I guess those, that- dudes, those dudes were like listening to fucking until your heart stops. Yeah, oh, I have no yeah. doubt of that about that. But I don't know if they were pulling it off. Is my point? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought Let's, they would. I like Poison the Wild. Don't. Man. Oh, listen, I, I I haven't given it a fair listen in a long time, and I really have not listened to the later. Material. You like the later stuff? It's more challenging. That's what you tell me. I'm listen. I'm getting into it, Tom. I'm making all these playlists because I'm I'm like doing deep dives on everything. You know what I mean? I'm just like making it. like trying to get the what you guys did the other day is what I ultimately wanted to arrive to. Is you guys are smart? Mm-hmm. Uh, is like what is the best? What what, what is like yeah, you know gold standard. Age. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd make it like five for each. Like, what is what could we say is like encompassing of like what anybody would want to listen to, right? Yeah. But, yep. uh, but you know, things are weird. Like, I put I tried putting Jupiter on my playlist. Just don't like it. <laughs> you, know I mean? you just don't like it as a record, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't like it. Like, it's interesting it's, because to me, it falls. Um, it is space rock, but it's also it's it's like Caven taking in a lot of these cues from some of these bands like Quicksand, uh, but then adding in this spacey element. I can't think of many other records I would put in post hardcore that sound like Jupiter, which no. which is which is a like opens up an interesting conversation. Um, because if you also if you want to say, well, Bob, I would argue that Jupiter is halfway between something like Incubus and Quicksand. I'd probably go, yeah, you're probably right. You know, uh, or or something even like just way more spacey rock or like modern like guitar rock. It's it's not that far off. Um, Pat, do me a favor. Yeah. When you when you're gonna revisit Caven for your your post hardcore playlist, mm-hmm. go one record before. Go to Creative Eclipse. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I mean, I I really like the song. Uh, what it Luminance? was Luminance. Yeah. It's a really good. And song. I feel like that's po- that's post that's post hardcore in the traditional. Well, sense. and that's why I think of Jupiter as a just an extension of that. But I feel like it's too like it got stonery. Yeah, you don't you the spacey stoner type elements take you out on that. I get it. I get it. I mean, it's I think that record's great, but it's not post hardcore to me. Yeah, I, I can I can understand it. I can I can understand it because, like I said, I can't think of other records that I would group in this world that sound like it. But. That's okay. Um, what I was going to say, do, 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 do. so Caven, Caven, Jupiter didn't make it for you. But we're right uh, okay, so I'm I'm now I put Fugazi on, but because of the, I only put uh, in on the Kill Taker and like tracks from that record, and give me the other record from around that time, not Red Medicine. Um, uh, argument. Uh, uh, no, no, that's later. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's not uh, it's not the first two, and it's not. Red medicine. So, what is that? In on the kill taker and fuck. Not, not steady diet. Nothing. <clears throat> steady diet. Yeah. Steady diet. A hundred percent could make this list. Uh, like, but Fugazi I, just opens the door to the earlier stuff. Uh, though, here's the thing: 
if you listen to Fugazi, even the earliest Fugazi versus Rights of Spring or Embrace, I think they're doing really different things. Oh, no doubt. No so, doubt. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, you, you today, end hits, Pat? End hits. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. There you go. Uh, to me, the most post hardcore that Fugazi, like traditional post hardcore that Fugazi got was end hits and uh, the record I said before, whatever, uh, in on the Killtaker. Um, uh, so, those, for those of you that are like, want to hear Fugazi at kind of like their most ripping. Uh, I think that those are the two ripping records. Um, okay. Ripping. Rip, I think they rip on those records. Uh, more than like, yeah, wow, right. more than the early stuff, which more I think than is like repeater. There's yep, so many th- interesting takes being thrown out tonight. I'm Listen, I think the, I think those early records are their response to hardcore. And then they realize, uh, they realize on some of those mid records that, Mid period, rather, is that not mid? Yeah, not mid. Yeah, They're good records. That's a good thing. Uh, it, what they, what they realize later is, yeah, we just kind of play like that sometimes, huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, and and they really can play like that. Like the, there's hardcore songs on those records, and they're fucking good. Uh, okay, so uh, I don't know if we got to Glassjaw or not. We can fight about it. Um. I've listened to a ton of Glassjaw because there's like five of those tracks made my fucking uh, playlist. Wow. Uh, Firstly, I think you mad. (laughs) We'll get there. First thing. uh, These are more. This is one of the more talented low key, not spoken about. I've talked about the guitarist for the band being way more talented than he's given credit. Uh, Daryl is also a real fucking risk taker vocally. Uh, he is not doing the intuitive thing almost ever. And really I can understand how that would be off putting for sure. Mike Patton makes me puke, but easy. <laughs> listen, I, listen, I heard a Tomahawk song the other day and I thought it was awesome. Now, n- never listened to them before in my life. He- heard a Tomahawk single, is good. Heard a single Tomahawk track and was like, all right, I'll get the record. Uh, wow. So, so Mike Patton, maybe I'll come around when he is not doing Mike Patton shit. Uh, but I understand how, Somebody hearing Daryl is going to go, this is either for me or it's not, and that's fine. But he, I give him total credit for never taking the easy way out. He, he, his, his instinct is to do the most challenging vocal part at every, at every turn. Uh, so respect to that. Uh, here's some other notes. Before Tom gets in his bag, uh, yes, that first record, the first LP, I think, is – by 2023 standards, completely unacceptable. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And yeah. I don't, I don't mind at all. Uh, however, it's, it's worse quote unquote in that respect than I remember. It is. It's worse than most music like that. Yeah. It's fucking rough. And uh, I, again, I don't care because that is an emotion that young people go through. Uh, and I think that you need an outlet for it. And I think that outlets are always healthy. Uh, so, but that said, I don't know how many times you could fit horror into a song. You know what I mean? He tried. (laughs) He tried. He really shot the moon. He he was really like, ah, you know what? I hear the current standard is six times. (laughs) I'm going to crush that. So, uh, yeah, look, it's rough everybody, but, uh, it's also just so fucking like really taking chances and going for it. Not just in the horror respect, but in the like uh, musical, uh, I still think a lot of those songs hold up. 
And look, yeah. if Those you don't want records are great. Yeah. And, and uh, so that we all understand each other, something not offending me doesn't mean it doesn't have to offend you. If you don't want to hear a guy call his ex-girlfriend a whore 30 times in a song, that is your problem. In a few songs. It's not just like one song you can split. No, you're it's right. Like <laughs> liberally throughout the entire first Roadrunner record. Yeah, wow. so Tom's right. Uh, and they played those records in full in 2022. Didn't change one word. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I would just do – I think a more tasteful move is just a disclaimer, just to say, hey, everybody, I was 22 and I was heartbroken and really maladjusted. Uh, a lot of you were too. A lot of you were too because you were fans of this record. Hope it brings back some memories. Perhaps we can all laugh at certain aspects of it. All right, here we go. Whore, whore, whore. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, uh, wow. But listen, everybody, worth checking out. Now, Bob, you, you uh-huh. have not you have not revisited this uh, band in some time, I'm sure, no. uh, and I don't think I necessarily did a good job selling it. But no. uh, do check out, as I always say, check out the Don Fury stuff. Uh, but do check out the check out that uh, everything the, you want to know every, about sound. Thank uh-huh. you. Check check out that first LP. What about Beating we, Hearts, baby? No, you don't need that's, to. Had Automatica. That's also good. Know, that's like I his know. like mod band. I know. Yeah, I don't. But know. But if what, you listen to that, Bob, if you listen to that first LP, there's a lot of still suit, a lot of quicksand, a lot, a lot of mind over matter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, um, and, and this just is a big a record. Of, this is a big record. Big record. Yeah, yeah. Big record. And for everybody that's curious, uh it speaks to how good it is that a lot of it's kind of um, what we'll call like age, like milk uh, lyrical content uh, does isn't held over it in the same way that like maybe a less good record that that would be the first thing people have to say about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Weird. Right. So uh, Glassjaw certainly made the list for me. Uh, I, I thought we talked about grade grade, uh, we we are saying is firmly in the same boat as uh, uh, Boy Says Fire. Uh, I'd call that new school, but opinions vary. It apparently. depends because they got a little bit more post as they went on. Those earlier records, like when they kind of introduced yelling, at, like singing and screaming yep. to hardcore was one thing. But then they had that um, – I forget what the fuck it's called. Year in the past, forever in the future. Oh, I don't even know that one. No, it was like their big record on 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 victory when they like went full hot water music. Oh, is, is so after the hold the, on. What the fuck? No, it's called oh. under the radar. I'm sorry. Under the radar. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. So under the radar. Uh. Yeah. Has more of those elements. It's still got still got like its metalcore style screams occasionally. Um. But and such as progress and separate the magnets are like the early like stuff that like poisoned the well and everybody kind of got their ideas from. I think I've said this. I saw I saw a grade. And uh, the singer just did something so off-putting on stage that I just wrote them off forever. It's pretty unfair. Uh, Wait, what, can you say what he did? Uh, yeah, his mic was. Uh, it was. Uh, I want to say it was at uh, CBGB's. Actually, okay. uh, the mic was. Uh, he wasn't getting the mic in his monitors, which I can tell you as a vocalist is annoying. Or if there even was monitors, maybe he couldn't hear himself. Whatever the fuck it was. Uh, but he just looks at the sound guy and aggressively smacks the mic with his with the palm of his hand like basically like you fucking moron and i just remember thinking like brother this is like a 200 cap room uh yeah relax you're not playing the garden yeah exactly this guy's getting the egg bro 
This guy's getting paid hundred dollars, hundred dollars. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let, let's be easy. Um, so, but it, that's not a reason. Like, look, a thing that we talk about on this podcast and that I've had to come to deal with because I see, you know, I see decades of people interacting with me. Some people got good experiences with me. Some people got bad experiences with me. Right. Ooh. And it's mm. like, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's just what life is. Right. You might catch me at a bad moment <laughs> and, and, and I and say, just ignore you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, uh, shout out to the singer from grade who I don't know from Adam. Uh, you did something that I was like, I was like, well, what kind of rocker bullshit is this? Uh, 25 years ago. And I've, uh, held it against you. Uh, I f- forgive me. You know what I mean? Didn't, yeah, uh, sorry for that. Um, I can't wait for the first night of this tour when the mic doesn't work and you're going to be like, the fuck? Oh, Don't I ever mean, discuss this with me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Do I, I want to hear myself in the monitors? Don't ever fucking ask me that again. Uh, <laughs> when my mic doesn't work, I just... You thank like, God? Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I had to go, Good. well, we're just riding this out, everybody. You go, easy night tonight, fellas. All right. <laughs> you're going to mouth these uh, words like I'm doing the Pledge of Allegiance in, in grammar school. All right. Uh, do you know who made the list... You made, made the, the playlist more than anticipated. Helmet, handsome. No, uh, you, you quite low key. You've been a handsome guy. No, but listen, I didn't. I very thought handsome key. had two songs. Turns out they got four songs. Uh, handsome, very underrated. Just give give I, it a minute. You're going to be all in on that full album. I listen. I think people sort of um, disregard this because of its obvious Johnny Come Lately quicksand energy. You know, uh-huh. which is what it is. It's it's like. When did this record originally come out? Ninety-five? Uh, Nine, no, it's a little later than that. Ninety-seven. Yeah. So, wow. Feel, feels so. It's for everybody that doesn't know. It's what X Quicksand X Helmet. Is that X right? Quicksand X yeah, Helmet. Quicksand X Jets to Brazil. Brazil. I mean, yeah. Like, there's a bunch of. It might have been pre Jets to Brazil, though, right? Yeah, yes. that's right. That's right. It's right. Before. I CERN. That's right. Right. So, okay. Uh, this is a good record. It's just that it feels like it's riding. For sorry, everybody, for graphic description, uh, it just feels like it's riding Quicksand's dick a little bit, and I think that that's why maybe it doesn't hold a place for some people. It's good; it's a good record. Yep. Six one three one reissued it. Am I right? That's yes. right. That's right. It was uh, a major label record. Epic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Uh, but everybody, check that out if you haven't. Uh, some good tracks. Um. Let's see. St- yes. Okay. So everybody, this is what we're talking about. Wikipedia. Hawthorne Heights. He is legend. Uh, yeah. Don't ever speak to me of this again. Never speak to me of this again. Um, Notice how you skipped over helmet. People wanted to swing on sight. It's swing on sight next time you fucking. They can feel how they want. I'm the I'm the one who uh, whose musical career owes more to helmet than any of the people that are getting mad. And I'm just going to say the band fucking sucks. Next question. <laughs> Uh, you guys heard that? His uh, all his tour dates will be on drugchurch.net. Never, <laughs> never I don't, speak to me of this again. I don't give a fuck. Listen, br- everybody that wants a piece, bring your uh, Berkeley College of Music diploma so I can punch it out of your fucking hands. Um, <laughs> all right, next up, uh, uh, Hoover is uh, uh, maybe a little bit before the period that we're talking about, um, but uh, Hoover certainly, if you are into that like space where. Uh, emo was at a at a pivot point or a crossroads, and yep. post hardcore was at a crossroads. Hoover definitely an interesting band to check out. Um, yeah, there's stuff. some weird there's some weird room around Hoover as well. If you like it, there's some other stuff to check out that fits largely in that world. So, 
Yeah. And, and stuff like, again, this is earlier than the period we're talking about, but uh, we've talked about Moss Icon. Moss Icon could be post-hardcore. It could be Screamo. It could be a lot of fucking things. Um, that's how a lot of this works, everybody. Uh, Hope's Fall. Uh, met the singer who now works in Chicago and is a very cool dude. Uh, was able to have a long conversation with him about like music of that era and stuff like that. The band never connected for me. Uh, I know a lot of people who this was the trust kill style band who they loved yep. the most. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't know what era of this band I would be drawn to if I was, I should probably give it all a listen. Uh, early stuff is metalcore or early stuff is tribunal. Okay. And then they get, they go like the, this day forward kind of through gotcha. line. Yeah. We'll get to this day forward as well. Um, so, uh, hopeful. Uh, I know that some people will write us saying the satellite years. Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't really given it a shot. Maybe I will someday. Well, maybe you should, uh, hot snakes. Uh, uh, to me, this is not post-hardcore. This is just too far in the rock direction. Um, Hot Water Music is the... There's some real bones of contention here because they at least saw themselves as something akin to post-hardcore. Were they? I mean, depending on what your oh. definition is. I would say no. But someone also had asked about a veil. A veil is just veil hardcore, hardcore to me. Um, but a veil, right. and this is like just to the post of a veil to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The first, I think Tom would extend hot water, uh, hot water music to like their fourth record or whatever. But at least their Easily. first, their first two real records are chunky. You know what I mean? Like we think of we think of hot water music, perhaps some of us as being like, um, kind of a r- gruff, gruff uh, fest rock. Right, yeah, and throwing beer, yeah, th- throwing the paps around, yeah, yeah. Uh, but honestly, those first two records are fucking chunky, uh, and I might give them the post hardcore pass. Not that they're really coming to me for that approval. I but, think, I think, man, actually, yeah, Chuck Reagan was like, "Can you do me a favor?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, I need that. I need that post hardcore label in my Wikipedia. Um, yeah, I give it. I, I mean, that's the hard part. Is it falls into the space where. The umbrella post hardcore would fit this, but it's on the more there. It eventually gets way more rocking, and there's some emo in there and indie kind of stuff, uh, but certainly rock, you know. Um, but there's chunkiness early on. Uh, yeah, I mean, given given your breath and depth, I, I would include this. Yeah, All at right. least a few tracks. Now, can I ask you fellas? Uh, put these in order for me. Uh, I am Empire, I am Ghost, I am the Avalanche, I prevail, I see stars, I set my friends on fire, and I the mighty. I am the Avalanche is one, and the rest are, eh. Okay. (laughs) I am the Avalanche is great. uh, You know what? People feel really strongly about them. Uh, Kind of maybe longer tail on that band than the other bands that those fellas were in. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the movie life, dude. Yeah, but I, I, I really kind of um, never gave this a shot, despite the fact that uh, one of my one of my close friends is playing in the band right now. So far as I know, um, yes, he still is. And, yeah, uh, same, same. Re, I am the Avalanche. They're the only band that 
you name that should get mentioned, and I've also slept on them. You know, I haven't given oh, them. Dude, the those first two records are legit good. Mm. Like very, very good. Okay. We'll check it. Yeah, why not? Um Okay. A we lot can of, skip the rest of I. There's nothing else in there. Yeah, I can skip the rest of I. Um I I just want to mention uh one of the fellas in one of these bands that is definitely not a hundred percent not post hardcore is a guy that I, I am friendly with who I don't think he knows what post hard. I don't think he's ever heard the term post hardcore. Right. Does he uh, like horror right. stuff? <laughs> no, he does not. like. I don't know that fellow. I do have one degree of separation from that fellow, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, you, you know, a band I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. Uh, got a number in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, only one of them does uh, horror conventions to my knowledge. Um, that's true. Play with so, they're doing something right. Uh, Let's see. They are Jawbox, doing, clearly. They are something, right? Okay. So Jawbox made my uh, playlist, I think, with three songs, maybe just two. Um, I've got Savory on one of them. Of course. Um, clear, savory, clear, right? clearly a post-hardcore band. It, clearly a post-hardcore band. Almost dictionary definition for a lot of people. Um, song I got a question for you, PK. Yes. Well, when you finish your Jawbox take, and then I got the next question. Uh. I've said this before. If you are new to Jawbox, and you you say where do you know where do I start? Right, uh, the record is right? yeah for my own special sweetheart. Yeah. And oh, the uh, here's the problem. It opens with the worst opening track I've ever heard in my life. So so do do not be. We talked about this one hundred percent. We talked about this with this record. It opens with such a weak song that it betrays the record, rest of the record. It does. And uh, so, and four fucking tracks made my playlist. So that means that this is a very strong post-hardcore record by any standard. And uh, you should definitely check it out. But g- you got to get through that fake Albini track that starts the fucking thing. Um, <laughs> Tom, go ahead. The Next Jesus call. Lizard. I know you're a big guy. You're a D- David Yao guy. Uh, yes, uh, it is. Does this count? It is post-hardcore in the, re- in the same way that if you want to count, count Helmet. You know what I mean? Uh, or any of like that am rep stuff. Yeah, it starts yeah, to get noisy kind of yeah. Although I'd have to check their 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 uh resumes. I, I think that Jesus Lizard actually have people who have played in hardcore bands in the you know, in the band. Um but it's not. It it it's like much more is kind of rock to no, noise rock to rock is kind of what it ranges, and right. I don't think that they would even consider the I mean post-hardcore. can we can we talk about something that that uh someone brought up that they like their post hardcore to actually be post hardcore aka the members yeah, I mean, that's fair. came from hardcore I think it's fair my question is do you hear it in the sound of many of these bands no so that's what's funny is that so, like the Jesus Lizard who I don't again I don't know they might have, have former hardcore players but uh they sound more like people that have played hardcore than certainly some of these bands that were legitimately uh, like died in the wool hardcore kids seven months before starting these bands. <laughs> you know I mean? So it doesn't always matter um, for people that are, for people that are not loyal to the sound, they're kind of loyal to like that. They, they would like whatever that ineffable thing that m- makes hardcore feel more legitimate. Right. Uh, if that's what they're going for, it's not always evident in the sound for sure. Right. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, let's see. Um, June of 44. Uh, uh, man, not really. Um, let's see. Uh, carp. Is everybody familiar with carp? No. No, it's like kind of noisy. Right? It is. It, it is, but it's, uh, uh, I don't know when the, I think they might've gone. Oh yeah. They went on to be big business at some point. Um, and big business uh, got tracks. Big business got tracks and carp has at least two. Okay. Uh, is it post hardcore in that broadest sense that like maybe laughing hyenas might be you right. Know? Different broadest direction sense. of things. Yeah. Um, okay. Into L's a uh, lot of dispute. Good question, man. Wouldn't, Ooh. wouldn't make this playlist regardless because of the time frame, but uh, oh, wow. it's interesting. I heard a lot of dispute song the other day uh, that firstly, my girlfriend was familiar with it. Uh, it was on some playlist that she had and she is not interested in that type of music. So, so they obviously had some type of, you know, what, I guess what you'd call market penetration uh, <laughs> to, to a, Did he say, Hey, I played with them a, a, yeah, to a woman who like the only punk that she listens to is like late era against me. You know what I mean? So uh, a, a lot of dispute is certainly on a lot of radars and frankly, they, their more aggressive parts have a lot in common with Touche More. Um, so where do they land? I think they just scream out. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think it's a different vein. It's, um, yeah, I don't, I would not call it post hardcore. They would actually make my broadest umbrella. Very broad. Uh, But then then you gotta, then you're bringing in the scrams. Scrams. And then you bring in all versions from the Thursday realm. I think, I think which is uh, again, an interesting question that we're going to arrive at. Uh, Okay. There's yeah, a lot of speeds. Biggest song has 30 million listens. That's right. Yeah, listen. Small hands. Like more than any turnstile song. That's right. I like it's a gigantic 10. song. It's a gigantic yeah, bless song. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. L's are, L's are rough. L's are not <laughs> really. This is mostly like metalcore with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lungfish. Uh, so certainly the don't first. Don't ever ask me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't ever ask me. <laughs> um, Okay, uh, majority rule, yes or no? And the broadest umbrella, if you go and screamo, they they definitely exist. Yeah, but, but I'm going screamo, so no. I'm, 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 Interesting. Uh, I think they're too heavy to be that. Um, okay, uh, McCluskey, great question. Here's here's dudes who I don't even know what their familiarity with hardcore is. No idea. Um, they are definitely playing post hardcore of the of the same like variety that. You know, like take a very glossy, um, kind of sardonic jaw box and you, you mix it with like, you know, maybe some, maybe some more f- straightforward stuff like seaweed. And you, you, McCluskey's not a million miles from that. So, McCluskey, where do you, where, where do you put it? McClunky. Yes, that's right. That's right. I see they, I think they might. Uh, they have some fucking tracks, by the way, everybody. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, the men, 
Um, is that like pitchfork hardcore? You know, I mean, I don't know what, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah something like that. Lo- the uh, limited to loft hardcore. Um, me without you. Um, yes, I would. I would call yeah, it yeah. Likewise. hardcore. Likewise. Uh, same thing with mile marker. Yeah. Uh, stuff like uh, misery signals. No. No. Metalcore. Metalcore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Million yeah. Dead, which is Frank Turner's band, a little post. Oh, interesting. Post I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Mohinder again. That's that falls in that um, you know Antioch arrow arrow sort of realm of like, is this Scrams or is this post hardcore or whatever? Uh, decide. It's Moss Icon. You know, same same yeah. space. Uh, okay, so movements. Interesting band. Uh, nobody listening to this is going to consider them post hardcore. I'm going to offer uh, that they're not. However, uh, singer is a uh, knowledgeable hardcore dude uh, who I might listen to this podcast for all I know. Nice guy. Uh, but they, as players, I think range from Orange County hardcore guys to jazz band dudes. Um, right. right. Uh, you know, so this is my example. Is this more post hardcore because they have a hardcore kid in the band or is helmet more post hardcore? Whereas those are, those are dudes that went to Berkeley, but sound much closer to our idea of post hardcore, you know, life's Uh, life's confusing everybody. Um, Never speak to me about this again. Yeah. My, My chemical romance. Never speak to me about this again. That's uh, you listen. If no, I would love that. You're missing out, um, Tom. Arena real quick, rock. Tom. Arena rock, not post hardcore, right? Yeah, not post. I mean, you know what though? It depends though, because you know what? If they hey. weren't playing arenas, it might be right. That's interesting. If we're if we're considering like Thursday and that, well, and they, they have a, they have a pop sensibility that we that does touch um, in other spots, but I think it it steps it steps probably three steps too far for me. But uh, sonically, if you stripped away some of it, it really, you know, it's a few, it's a few left turns instead of rights. Right. Seriously, it's it's closer than you would think. I know we were like doing it as like a ha ha lol, but like not that far. Uh, let's see, naked ray gun. You know what? Too early. No. Too early. No, yeah, it's too early. Thinking. But sound wise, yeah, you know. I mean, uh, this is the, this is a whole separate episode, which is '80s post hardcore. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. Right, we, we'll we could do that. That that's a uh, uh, and we'd also include Nation of Ulysses in that same rubric. And I uh, will say that this band fucking sucks. Um, <coughs> n- uh, Neurosis, uh, interesting because literally, I would call them post hardcore, and not practically. That's right. Sonically, <laughs> yeah. they're doing something way outside of it. Yep. Uh, and no means no is an interesting one on this list uh, because Ugh. that's again technically not incorrect. Uh, it just practically doesn't arrive. In time frame again, aren't they? I mean, not being rigid, but you know, no. But so the thing is that they stretch long enough that they okay. enter the conversation that I'm going to have when we get to spoiler alert Ooh. shelter. Uh, so, it, like, what is it over time? You know what I mean? What's the majority of it? What's the best era of it? Is I mean, it, it so? I, I, to me, it's it's wrong, and I I would I'd think about it more in that eighties 
parlance yeah, than, than anything fair. after. Uh, okay, so moving on. Uh, Norma Jean uh, starts as mosh metal, turns into uh, botch, and then maybe mall metal. Um, we're not counting that. On the Might of Princes, we're calling that emo. Eh, could make the post-hardcore uh, list. Love you. Could make the post-hardcore list. Um, if we're including stuff like Glassjaw, and that we, I think I am the Avalanche deserves a moment in the conversation. I think Otmop des- deserves at least a little, uh, a little consideration there in the Long Island hey, division. Hey, I want to say this for maybe somebody that's made it this far into the podcast and doesn't understand what's happening. We're not cops. We don't give a shit. That's right. That's right. It's, it's fine, bros. You know what I mean? Don't, don't act like, uh, Patrick said this. So I got to hang on to some resentment or some shit, or like he's trying to gatekeep. I don't give a fuck what you call post hardcore (laughs) call. Uh, you know, envy on the coast or escape the fate. I don't give a fuck. Call it whatever. Make yourselves happy. Um, let's see. Orange nine millimeter. Certainly. 100%. Yep. Dead yep. in the middle. Yep. Uh, let's see. Did we Orchid skip open hand? Uh, I did skip open hand because nobody cares. Okay. Um, and no more uh, fam. All right. And, uh, <laughs> wow. I'm going to skip orchid, uh, cause we're going to call that scrams though. There's an argument to be made that some of those parts are, really post hardcore yeah, um the screamo convo yeah. uh like page 99 the good so page 99 versus majority rule page 99 to me is screamo majority rule maybe post hardcore metal um okay, okay so uh pianos become the teeth interesting this is more that law dispute conversation yep. scrams man okay all right i think it's part of it is they they if they wouldn't self-identify in any way uh you know i don't know um <laughs> Let's see. Okay, we've got um, like pianos might self-identify as a hardcore band before they describe themselves as like post-hardcore. They probably they might describe themselves as post-rock. I don't know. You know? Yeah. The, uh, um. Let's see. Uh, pile. Uh, you know what? I don't know enough about pile. I'd say they they fit. Hold on one second. It, uh, What's up, Patrick? Jeremy, you're you're my lifeline right now. I'm, I'm What's up? What's up? Lifeline. What's up? You're, you're on Axe to Grind. Uh, Bob and Tom say hello. Uh, we're, my friends, hello. We're doing a hey, buddy. We're doing a post hardcore episode. Uh, okay. And you know we're being so pedantic; it's painful talking about like what falls under the umbrella versus what might be standing in the rain. Uh, the stuff that you are kind of an expert in by by choice or not the stuff that you have played a lot proximity. Of, yeah. You have like real intense proximity. You're friends with these guys. Okay. Stuff like law dispute and pianos become the teeth. Uh, yeah. Do you see them as post hardcore broadly? And as somebody that knows them, do they see themselves as post hardcore at all? It's a good question. Um, I don't think any of us would ever be offended by that, you know, like some people, uh, you know, shudder at the word emo or shudder at the word screamo or whatever, anything like that. But I always kind of felt like post-hardcore is sort of a non-offensive term because I don't think that a lot of dispute, for example, would argue that they, you know, sound like Gorilla Biscuits. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they would understand that, you know. Um, I always sort of felt like I remember one time reading an interview with Thursday years back. I'm talking like, you know, 
2002 or something where Jeff said he likes to think of themselves as a hardcore band just because of sort of the world they grew up in. And I kind of always liked that, you know, like I remember I've told this story before, but like, I remember one time uh, hanging out with Walter from riding out outside of chain reaction. Cause I believe he was working that night and he, uh, he asked me, what kind of music would you guys say you are? And I said, I guess I just call us a hardcore band. And if I, I can't, begin to describe the look that he gave me wow uh, <laughs> but, but at the same time i'm like i'm not a, like i get why he looked at me like that sure. you know what i'm saying like like i understand so like i think it's up you know it, it's in the eye of the beholder i guess but um i i do think that all of us would feel comfortably being called that um and you know i or any of us would probably be like yeah we're like you know screamo influenced punk or hardcore or whatever you want to call it, you know, but we're also very indie influenced too. So it's like any of those things aren't going to offend us, you know? Okay. So that led me to, uh, you touched on Thursday, which is a place I was going to lead you before, before I hang up is, uh, Thursday, uh, died in the wool meeting the definition of post hardcore or no. Uh, oh, I, I would, I, I would happily call them that for sure. Okay. Uh, and uh, is the uh, first Glass Jaw record worth uh, listening to, uh, uh, even if you are offended by somebody calling their ex girlfriend a whore thirty times? Uh, as a as a uh, man of as a as a man of the left and a progressive, you do not approve of the message. However, certainly not. But but it it would be dismissive to say that the record isn't uh, an achievement in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it really connected a lot of tissues between like sonically and, uh, I, you know, I still look at both those records context or not, you know, as uh, pretty musically important for how the genre shifted around them. And do you agree? Sorry. Now that I got you talking a glass jaw. Uh, do you, <laughs> you try and lead it with a pattern of yes, Jesus. Yeah. I've got him on a bunch of yes. <laughs> do you agree? Uh, do you agree that, uh, uh, Glassjaw is underrated in terms of how clever their playing is. And as a vocalist, uh, do you appreciate how Daryl literally takes the path of most resistance on every fucking line? <laughs> I'm going to say yes to all of those things. Uh, you know, there, I can't speak for, for the, the new generation of hardcore kids. You know, like I, I've cited this before. I remember one time, uh, you know, after, a Gulch record came out, uh, a member of the band tweeted, everyone is saying we sound like Converge, so I guess I should check them out. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's hard to say whether they're like a band like Last Shot is still uh, coming around to younger kids or anything like that. So like, I, you know, when I think of things like underrated, underrated, overrated, I, I always think in terms of like, are, are the young kids still talking about them? Are they still getting the, you know, we're looking at like how people are, you know, kind of all around excited about botch, even young kids. I don't know that Glassjaw's doing that as much as, um, you know, some other bands or something like that. It's it's really tough to say, uh, but I would like to hope that um, people do kind of go back and listen to some of those records because uh, they're pretty damn interesting. You know, you you can you cannot like it, and that's fine. You know, but. You can't deny that, as you're even describing Daryl's uh, uh, vocal approach, you can't deny that it's not interesting. 
Very interesting. Uh, Jeremy of uh, Touche Amore, plug, plug your podcast, and then I'm going to hang up on you. I appreciate you taking the call in the middle of uh, and me putting you on the spot. Oh, it's no problem at all. Uh, you can find me at the first ever podcast, and uh, appreciate any time talking to you. Thank you so much, Pat. Be good, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, Love right, to Jeremy. Touche is a hardcore band. Just for a hundred percent. And that's not, that's not on some, like, that's my friend. That, no, that, that's no, no, like, no. it's just a fact. I've seen him play a dozen times minimum. Um, You've okay. only seen them play 12 times. I knew you were going to call me on that. God <laughs> damn it. Dude, I've, played, I've seen them play 12 times. I've never toured with them. He's, yeah. I've played with them. I, I've, I've played with them at least 60 times and I've seen them 12. Yes. I've, you watched I've, them 20 I've, I've intently time. watched them 12 times. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, Jesus, what a friend. Planes, uh, planes mistaken for stars. Uh, that's an interesting yes. one. Our RIP to the brother in that band. Uh, that kind of might fall into the hot water music territory at some point. Says on right, but, but yeah, with some heavier parts. Heavier. Yeah, I, I think it's it's worth an exploration. A couple tracks thrown in. Okay, uh, plot to blow up the Eiffel Tower. Bob, big advocate. Uh, Sascore, th- yep. Sascore, yeah. Took uh, their money, poison. gave it to end of year. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you to plot. Uh, Poison the Well, uh, we talked about Polar Bear Club. Interesting no. conversation. Oh, interesting. Fellas. First record, yes. Everything else uh, got a little poppier. Ooh, ooh, nah. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that first EP is definitely post-hardcore. As would I. Uh, Ice Spice. Ice Spice. Is, is Ice, Ice Spice, Spice post-hardcore or a uh, industry plant? Apparently, it's just a matter of time before everybody becomes, you know, Doja is doing her uh, doing her hardcore. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I ne- I did not hear Doja until I realized that in Fortnite I was uh, I had an emote that was a Doja Cat song, and you're I just like realize. vibing to to all yeah. the Fortnite yeah, music yeah. now. I'm with it. I like. Uh, it. Okay, so Q and not you is in that Discord uh, sort of. Uh, so everybody that doesn't know or give a shit, uh, Discord has a middle late era that is yep. kind of um mathy dance music <laughs> and uh so it's almost inherently a- like post hardcore like everything on discord is post hardcore just yeah. Yeah, yeah. correct uh, like inherently in being that in, on that label almost right um but would not meet the criteria like the most of our listeners I would uh, say no. okay other other Q band is quicksand we do not need to talk about it it's nope. just basically our gold standard for the purposes of this conversation yep. Uh, okay. Uh, next up is Rape Man, which uh, technically would meet the definition and do have songs that would certainly, like, if we're going to consider something like Helmet, then uh, certainly uh, Rape Man would make the thing, but it's just outside. You know uh, what I mean? It's just, it's not doing it. Never speak to me about Rape Man again. Um, <laughs> okay. We're going to talk Sorry. about, as a quick side note, quick, quick send, uh, throw some songs from the new records on there, both of them, the, yes. the last two LPs. It's real, really worth revisiting. Both those records. Anyway, I like the I like the last one more than the uh, return one. I agree. Um, the return is a grower, not a shower. I I can't believe how much more I like it now than I did first first year of it. Uh, it's if really, those records were in reverse. It'd yeah. be a whole different story. It's, it it's it is it is wild how how many tracks off that one really. And shout out to our buddy Andrew, uh, who uh, loves the Quicksand Return record actually. Really? Yeah. He likes something? Yeah. But has used a song off that record as intro music for for uh, Overnight Drive, yeah. 
Jeez. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that he just sent me a bunch of tracks that he he wrote for the next self defense record. Oh. Uh, they sound like rival school songs. Good. Uh, Probably doesn't know it. I don't, yeah, I don't think he knows it. Because I told um, him, check out Rival Schools, and hey, I wouldn't have recommended this to you at any point before now, and uh, definitely not of 20 years ago, but but you know, check this out. You might like it now. Uh, here's a question. A one. Now, Tom, yes, I think... Yes, Doja Cat has tracks. Correct. Keep going. Well, <laughs> sensitive subject in a way, because none of us are... It's not actually sensitive. It just is such a conversation. Refused. Yes. Shape of Punk to Come is one of the quintessential post-hardcore records. Okay, so that's... Bob, do you agree? Whether or not you like it is a whole nother story. Um, Sonically, I'm trying to fit it. I'm just trying to think of where I would place it in terms of I can't call it anything but post-hardcore, but this band, (sighs) if you were were a fan of quote-unquote new school hardcore at the time that it was popping... This band's this record that we're talking about, the shape of punk to come, which it it became such a uh, uh, it consumed so much of the air in the room at, at a time. People talked about it a lot, and then music yeah. critics talked about it a lot. And for music critics, it became this thing. And then, then Crazy Town covered it, and then Crazy Town covered it. But then, interestingly, <laughs> like with all things, it reached critical mass yeah. and became really gauche after that. So, so- that then. It was hated on. So here's my question. The there's certain parts of it that have such fervent energy that I almost would have the exact same reaction if you I might be easier if you said uh Shape of Punk to Come is a hardcore record. I might be like, Yeah, it is. I don't like it, but it is. Um so is it a post hardcore record? I wouldn't argue with someone saying it is, especially someone who's a big fan of it. Um I might argue that it's just as much a hardcore record as it is a post-hardcore record. It has a lot of maturity and expansion in the sound. And if it was... What year did that record come out? 98? Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Right. That's right. Um, I'm saying if someone called... It would almost like... I think me in 98 would say, yeah, if this is if this is something it's post-hardcore... But even then, my my definition of the sound would be broader, uh, or no, more limited. Um, and now I think it would fit squarely under a hardcore or post-hardcore umbrella. You know what I mean? Like there's bands who sound don't sound like this record, but take more from this record than canonical '80s hardcore into their sound now. That are just hardcore bands, you know? Yeah, I I just want to give them credit for being the OG legacy killers uh because they they love stepping on their fucking legacy they've put out shit music <laughs> since this time and have kind the of been pretty bad it's they're bad and they've kind of beclowned themselves with their self-importance while putting out trash tom as so as like, the as the the full-fledged like fan of this record and maybe band at large New records, I'm, just nothing for you. Nothing. It's no, no, it's not very good. I'm not a huge fan. I yeah. think they're good. But yeah, yeah, like, like you like this record, right? I like no, I like the record before this actually more. Okay, uh, the, yeah, the new new material kind of is bunk. That's yeah, it's it's like sounds like bad Foo Fighters. I don't know. Yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's 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 Musecore. Oh um, wow! Yeah, 
All right. So right. Yeah, to do you sp- fuck with songs to fan the flames of discontent? Yeah. So uh, everybody. That's new school hardcore. That's new school hardcore. And there, <laughs> you could make the definite argument that I have heard made that it is the best example of victory core that exists. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's not. I, see, here's the thing. Come on. Come on. I'm an, I'm an earth crisis guy at my core, but if you want to say, what's the platonic ideal of that sound, you could listen or you could reach for uh, songs. You know what I mean? You could, so you could, I mean, you could rather be dead or coup d'etat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I would get it. Um, You heard strife though, right? Yeah. I I have in fact heard strife. I've also uh, uh, heard uh, the the snapcase records that are uh, the, the two snapcase records that are so woefully underrated by a whole segment of hardcore that I call Bob. Uh, and the fuck? <laughs> that those two records deserve their new school uh, uh, bona fides as well. What's that? Uh, the designs for automation. And uh, what's the one before that? The one that's uh, uh, the really good one. Um, oh, you're not talking about, I thought you were talking about like bright flashes or the fuck. That oh, no, no. I'm talking about the two good snapcase records. So everybody, the Snapcase well, is Looking yeah, Glass yeah. Elf. No, 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 it's the one Looking after Glass that. Elf. It's the, it's Looking the, Glass Elf. It's the two records that got College Radio Play. Is the ones he's speaking uh, about. Uh, I'm talking about. God damn it! People are yeah. yelling. I know, I know, I know. This is a band that I know quite well too. Um, but then the, all the titles were stupid. Yeah. No, I um, like the. God damn it! Um, but they're wordy and like progression through unlearning. Thank come you. on, progression come on, un- th- progression through unlearning and design designs for automation. For automation. Get out, go fuck yourself. Are both? Re- <laughs> <laughs> come on, Tom only. You're supposed to- Tom only stands by one word band or one word album titles. <laughs> no, I mean I like these records and I think Snapcase is a fantastic band, but I feel like progression through unlearning is never slip. It's never at the tip of your tongue. I mean, obviously, I just forgot it, and it's a record that I've been listening to since fucking, what, 1997? You're moshing a caboose. I still am. Uh, So anyway, Rival Schools. Okay, Rise of Spring too early, but is 100%, uh, I would call post-hardcore in the traditional sense of, of like, oh, yeah, definitely. This came after the hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rival Schools, yes, post-hardcore. Rival Schools, yes, although it's so silky that it starts to approach something else. Pop tendencies, yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, okay, stuff like Rollins Band is literally yes. But agree. This is this is in the this is in the '80s post hardcore go- game. That's we'll we'll do that a different time. That's fun. Okay. No, Rollins was, was it early yeah. that was Lifetime it, so and, and uh, 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 what's the other one? Um, Rollins Band Lifetime is an awesome record, and the other one, fuck, why am I forgetting it? it has two records I really stand by prior to '90s alt. Uh, Buzz Bin. Yeah, the silence. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, Lifetime, Hard Volume. Hard Volume. Hard, hard Volume. Life, lifetime and Hard Volume. Great records. Okay, that's a strong disagree from uh, Patrick. Next caller. Mm-hmm. Um, L- listen to Lifetime. Okay. It is – if okay, you know what, Patrick? You, you, you're you not Black Flag's biggest fan, but you – I think you've said Rollins is your favorite Black Flag frontman. Is that correct? Yep. He makes Focus. most sense to my ears for sure. Okay. Next time you're in the mood for Black Flag – Listen to Rollins Band Lifetime. It will scratch your itch in a different way that for someone like you might make more sense. It's it is not Black Flag. It is very interesting. I'm going to break out the what I call the uh, the helmet uh, conundrum, which is the helmet helmet sick sick sick. And the tracks are, you know what I mean? Like yes, it's it, it is uh, good, 
but where are the tracks that make me want to put There's, on a fucking okay, playlist? Here, hold on. Hold um, on. All right. Uh, Give me I don't, single or two, Bobby. I don't understand uh, stuff like Seosin. I, I, uh, I think that that's... Was Seosin Ryan Coalition? Oh. Uh, okay, so Bob, can you speak about Rye Coalition? I can't. I've tried I to... I can't really I, either. I've tried. New Jersey uh, phenomenon uh, certainly could fit in the post-hardcore definition. Also, a little more rocking. Uh, it's post in a college way that I can't totally describe. It, yeah, it okay, is, so it is it is uh post in the uh CMJ Mac Rock way that that uh, it rocks right. a little bit, but no one could possibly mosh to this. No, that's a fact. Although uh the only material that I'm actually familiar with is the carp rye split. So this is before their rye coalition. Uh that is a worthy split that I would call, yeah, broadly under post hardcore. Um, they do it with the fucking Foo Fighters. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so they had the a Queens of Stone Age. Like what? The yep. Fuck? The, the, it was a whole thing where they were ordained, and it didn't. Uh, you know, it didn't. Um, uh, so okay. the Rollins Band track is burned beyond recognition. Such a track. Go ahead. Okay. Um, we'll Fair listen enough. to it when we're done here. Uh. Uh, would not well I guess it might no would not fall in the time period self-defense family uh, I never really saw us as post-hardcore but I also someone wanted to say if someone would say self-defense family uh, there's certain material that is it's not quite heavy enough in a lot of ways but there's there's yeah. some tracks so yeah yeah uh, wouldn't fight it but wouldn't put it there either right uh, let's see shellac technically but no uh, Shudder to Think, technically, but no. Oh, interesting. Uh, that's an interesting. Uh, Silverstein, uh, that's interesting stuff to me because uh, to my not, I mean, at least going by the shows that those kids come out to, there's plenty of hardcore kids in that band. Um, but I don't know if they have any actual post-hardcore material. Um, not familiar enough. Uh, Small Brown Bike, can you guys speak to that? I can't. Yeah, I don't think they meet. I don't think they meet the uh, no, the criteria. That's two, that's, that's uh, one left of uh, hot water music. Um, yeah. yeah, probably a, a less heavy hot water music. Okay, uh, Soul Side being on this list made me uh, revisit it, uh, as I promised to say, and uh, very technically makes this list. Uh, yeah. yeah, doesn't fit uh, the time frame, but yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Sparta uh, one track. Um, no disrespect to those guys who I did shows with and I thought they were really nice. Uh, a band that yes, for those of you that are weird spoilers and like to destroy things online. Uh, thank you for tweeting at the guy that, uh, I had been shitting on them for 12 years. Um, but, uh, he was totally, no way. <laughs> he was totally magnanimous Who's, and kind who, of wait, who Sparta. Yeah. I, so I've shit on Sparta for a decade. Uh, where? Uh, online because uh, there was this weird dude online who would who I sh- I said something you know I said something shitty about Sparta and he was like Sparta's a more successful band than you'll ever be in and I said brother <laughs> I, I said my brother they they uh, they're they're blessed to fill a 500 cap I I promise you I'll arrive there and he said no and I said <laughs> okay right. and then I put myself to that very tiny goal that hasn't benefited me in any way. 
And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to make this drug charge band pop. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I said, you got it, dog. I'm going to struggle for decades to fill a prove 500 you wrong. cap. <laughs> so I can retweet this. I can quote tweet this and be like, gotcha. This is the third panel of the uh, uh, the babe come back to bed. The sorry, I'm busy arguing with someone online. This is the yes. third panel where you are now sitting with a long like Santa Claus beard and no hair. And you're like, yeah. see, filled yeah. the 500 cap, bro. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't take a picture of yourself at, the, at Monarch on Thursday. <laughs> That's true. That's true. to that person. Uh, don't you feel silly, uh, tennis boy, six, six, six. Um, okay. Replying so to a tweet from 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so Jim Ward read that you talk shit about Sparta. I think somebody sent it to him. Yeah. Cause there was like a, a little thing, but if he, if he, if he actually read it, he did not comment. He, he was a nice dude. The, the, the whole band was nice dudes. Um, let's see. Uh, so Sparta is at the drive-in without the, people that pat thought were brothers yeah without the people i thought were brothers uh and they are the at the drive-in that holds down the song and the yes. brothers who are not brothers uh are they added the like spice and you the need, showmanship and stuff yeah yeah and you need both <laughs> um so uh let's see a lot of shit that i'd sunny day real estate were saying no any material that would meet the standard I feel like that first record. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think kind of heavy. There's some heavy parts to some of their music. Like underrated heavy parts. Uh, yeah. Um Sworn In. Is this the UK Sworn In or is this a no, this is an a metal American metalcore band. Um Enough said. did not have there Google apparently. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't own a Google. Uh Taking Back Sunday. Bold statement on Patrick's part. Technical definition. Hmm. I won't argue it in the same. I mean, it doesn't sound the same as Thursday, but if you put Thursday and you put glass jaw, that's what I mean. I, I mean, it's, would you put a song difference? in your mix pack? No. Oh, then. But, but you, I would entertain the argument. And if I was, tra- if I, if it, I was traveling with certain people, it would make my list for their benefit. Who are you? Look at me. I'm considerate. Uh, Texas is the reason. If we, uh, definitely. Okay, so that Bob, Bob, do you offer dissenting opinion? No, I mean they they fall into this little other nook. It's it's no on, on by the definitions you have. Yeah, I'd put it on there. Okay, and they got mosh parts. Yeah, uh, I, I listen. I'm not fighting it. I just think that it, they're one of those interesting cases where they were emblematic of emo. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like so, like when something is like a torchbearer, whether by choice or not, for a genre, can they be another genre? Could easily be a quick sound song. Could easily be a, uh, into another song right there. Yeah. Yep. Um, it could be Shovel by Quicksand, but yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. These Arms are Snakes. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, th- uh, thrice. thrice. Interesting question. Um, if you got Thursday, you got Glass, John, you got Take It Back Sunday, you got Thrice. Do you? The California equivalent. Is there an era, though? Right. So, so I feel like the early stuff was like pop punk with mosh parts. Uh, sort of. It's Listen, this is an interesting band. I've toured with them a, a significant amount, and I think they're awesome dudes. They are uh, – uh, some of them are, are informed on this stuff to like a real degree, and certainly at least the drummer is like 
intimately familiar with old hardcore, like the type of hardcore that might excite. All I think three if, of if you, you know, talk it, to if you talk to anyone from Orange County, they'll tell you thrice post hardcore. Yeah. Okay. There you. The, you know what? Orange County decides. Um. So Thursday, the yeah. elephant in the room. Yeah, I mean, the, it's there. The, the one that fucks it all up. I mean, I don't. Is, are, is this? Is there going to be a dissenting opinion on it? I think it. No, here's you, you here's by the here's, definitions here's that you've had. Wait, 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 wait. Here's my point. Okay. I'm considering them the open door that lets in this other stuff. Yes. So, yeah. So yeah. do you do you keep the door open or do you close the door? Thursday gets in, we're like, we're all full. Yeah, that's that's my point. Is is that is that how it is or is it is it not? I have not found anything for myself in much of that room of the hard post hardcore mansion. Mm. But I also am not gonna like not I'm not gonna deny it exists. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, where where's the Thursday room? Oh, it's down that hall. Is it in the post hardcore mansion? Yeah, it's in the post hardcore mansion. It is. Do I find is reason it, for me to go the in the second guest? No, it's in the it's in the main house for sure. In fact, it's one of the nicest and biggest ha- rooms in the house. A lot of people love it. Mo- a lot of people are attracted to sure. it. Yeah. You know, I think I think any I think that's where the uh the, the new Xbox is and the PS five. Like yeah, yeah. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh but but you know, if you want to just play virtual console or Goldeneye, you know, you go over here to the the into another uh, room. Yeah, yeah, the nook. So that's what it is. Uh okay. There we go, everybody. Uh write uh, write them. Uh title fight. Yes. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I could go either way on that, but as uh, Thursday opened the door, they certainly make it. Um, I think they almost uh, make it more, in a more traditional way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Touche's uh, more recent stuff is uh, probably probably the closest they've ever come to post-hardcore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The stuff that uh, gets called Screamo uh, live is straight up plays as hardcore. Um, Let's see. Uh, under oath, I would call that metalcore, uh, Universal Order of Armageddon. Uh, great, great question. Not germane to our conversation here, I don't think, because of its time frame, maybe. But is it? It, it gets lumped into scrams. Is probably post hardcore in the in the real way, right? Um, <clears throat> Unsane. I've heard people say this. Uh, no. Uh, great band. The answer is no. Uh, they're um, the noise rock guest house. Yes. Uh, let's see. They're out there with Jesus Lizard. Yeah, you know what? Exactly. That's the that's the thing. Jesus Lizard, uh, all the Amrap stuff, a lot of that, you know, even stuff like Laughing Hyenas, uh, the Shellacs, the Rape Mans. We live in a uh, post-hardcore Mormon house, and the sister wife, the Noise Rock house, is next door, and we have a little like uh, a gate through the bushes that you can walk right through there. It's not the same, but it's we're we're it's familial. It's a different branch. Okay, uh, I can skip a lot of stuff. Um, well, you know what's in here? You know what's not in here? Tell me that we mentioned earlier. That's not on this list. That I wonder if you would consider it. Well, I I don't see. I I think I see shift on this list maybe, but I did not see still suit. So that's interesting. But go on. I'll, all right. So this then there's three. There's shift. Which is a hundred percent. Yeah, it's quick. It's quicksand music from uh, quicksand era. Yes, 
it still suit 100% should be on there. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I was listening to the, to the still suit record the other day and the LP was, or the EP, uh, green Spock ears or at speed light Spock green Spock ears. Oh dude. Fucking perfect record. You know what? Here's the reason why not in my view. I, uh, I really think that if you gave them the recording, those songs would have sung in a way that they they're unable to, uh, because of the, the limitations. And I mean, it's a Don Fury recording. I know. I want, I want at least the drums to sound bigger. You know what I mean? At least. And it, it is, uh, it's just unfortunate because I was listening to it going, Oh, of the, those songs er- yeah, I was thinking of the era. This is no disrespect. This is better than, for example, that first orange nine millimeter record. And I was like, but it's just, it doesn't have the resonance because of the recording, in my opinion. Uh, Go on, Tom. Sorry to. And my third one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the story of my life on this fucking thing. What are we? What are we doing? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I I I get some jabs in here and there, and then I get out of the way. Um, what about Snapcase? Are you uh, new school? Aid. New school Not hardcore, hardcore band. New school hardcore. Um, how See, I think they're a little deedly deedly, a little bit more quicksandy helmet than than. I think when you strife get, or, I think or when or you crisis. get the designs for automation, and this is the thing, this is like my main Snapcase memory was I didn't like their early material. I didn't like this designs for automation, but I remember it and was like, oh, there's parts to it. And sonically, I, there was a lot of memorable. And when I've revisited, I liked it more than I did as a, a hoodie wearing uh, stage diver. Um, that's a post hardcore record. I think designs for automation really plays with some post hardcore stuff in the same. Well, it's like a po- it's a hardcore post hardcore record where you get that hybrid stuff in the same way as the last two turnstile records are hardcore records, but they have an awful lot of post hardcore in there too. Sure. You know what I mean? So I think, uh, I think that's a fair argument. Um, what about 1.6 band? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Count it. Um, what a, I, I, I think, Farside would qualify given some of the other stuff that's in here. Patrick, I know you're not a fan, so I don't expect it to be on the uh, playlist, but mm. definitely have some some tendencies in here. Definitely get rocking, but uh, you know if Texas is in there, um, I think they they find a spot in as well. Um, what else we got on the list? You want to finish the list? I yeah, have yeah. a couple of things yeah, yeah, that yeah. I wanted oh. to add. Yeah, please. But no, no, like he, he things just that are not on you. The, Was there anything else on your alphabetization? No, no, no. Yeah, you're not uh, saying the U. What about vampires everywhere? No, they didn't make that list. Um, <laughs> I don't know enough about the Van Pelt. Uh, it, it's more rock. It's it, it's like you could uh, a rye a rye coalition fan uh, might be game for it. Mm. Okay, uh, Vox probably. Patty still there? Everybody's yeah, we're, still we're here. We're here. Oh. Uh, Pat, you gonna lead the list like we've been doing for the last? Uh, two so hours, it, wait, is there anything remaining that we'd actually touch on? Um, uh, I'm trying to look. Okay, um, so uh, Vox, for people that don't know, was an EVR band. Uh, I don't know how I met them. Maybe they came into the st- shop or whatever. I think there was two brothers in the band. Anyway, they had a good sense of so humor many brothers. about. <laughs> it, would, it looks like not based on what I'm reading. Then maybe I maybe I just think everybody's a brother. Um, you guys look alike. Yeah, th- literally. You have the same haircut. You must be related. <laughs> according to their Wikipedia, that's the case. Um, but they were they had a funny to me sense of humor about the fact that like I don't know, man. We get in a van and we, you know, we we play music and nobody kind of appreciates it. We'll do it until we burn out. 
<laughs> kind of got attitude. Which I right. Respect. Uh, let's see. I don't know these bands that we're reading about. Um, no, I really wanna, it gets towards the end. I go, yeah, I got nothing. I got, yeah, yeah. I know Young Widows. Uh, one of them, um, a friend toured with and said that they are ultimately nice people, but are as far from the hardcore quote unquote experience or background as you could reasonably be and still hold a guitar. Mm. Wow. Okay. Um, Cool. And then I don't know. I don't know the rest of the shit. Okay. So can I give you some that didn't make that list? Yeah, for sure. Let's hear it for discussion. I don't know if you can get on to if you still have the login for Saddam five one eight to like download these. Okay, mm. yeah, always. Mm. Um, a band that I want to put on people's radar, which I'm. It's a it's a very Brooklyn thing, so I don't know if it's on anybody else's radar, but mine. But uh, Lament. Mm. I bought a Lament seven inch like uh, a month ago, Tom. Interesting. The Drowning Room 7-inch? Yeah. It's a great record. It's really good, yeah. But then they came out with a record after that on Too Damn Hype that was fully in the Don Fury recorded post-hardcore, post, post-hardcore thing. Interesting. Okay. Called Levitate. Um, they're not on yeah, streaming. I've, but heard, I've heard you advocate for this. It, it like doesn't exist. So uh, Lament is, is Maximum Penalty. Yeah. With... Uh, uh, John Scandato, one like so, Mike and Mark Scandato from Inhuman and, and Confusion and Shutdown, and it, it's their one. It's their older brother, um, and he sings and like kind of like a yeah. He's got like a Marcy vibe without the problematic um, ideas, mm. um, but yeah. So lament the Levitate record if you can find it or if you can download it somewhere. It's excellent. Uh, Another band that's on streaming, yes, um, Error Type Eleven. Oh, oh sure, that's yeah. a good one. Yep, that's a good one. Yep. So yeah, this was sort of dudes from Mind Over Matter and a bunch of Long Island bands. Uh, uh, a dude from, I, I feel like he was in Satia. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody from like Six Going On Seven. One of those, like, um, kind of. They were definitely acolytes of Mister Shrifles. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But those records are out there. They had a split on Rev with Game Face. Yes, they did. Um, I think they have a record on some records, maybe. Excellent, like kind of, it's the it's the between, it's like the it's quicksand morphing into rival schools. They're the the main the like the midpoint. And I'm fairly certain that. some of those fellas played in a few yes. with like world's fastest cars, which was between quicksand and rival schools. So yeah, the singer slash guitar player Artie Shepard, who owns who's owns uh, Saint Vitus actually, oh. um, or partially owns Saint Vitus, whatever yeah. the story is. He uh, he played guitar and sang. With Walter in in World's Fastest Car, um, we talked about Far that Water and Solutions record. Jonah had two other bands, Gratitude. Oh right, do you remember them at all? So that was uh, Norman from Texas, the Reason. Yeah, and and Jonah, major label record. Yep. It's actually a really good record that is woefully overlooked. I was going to say it falls into that handsome category of kind of like getting the also ran. Uh, uh, label, but maybe unfairly. Then there was New End Original. Oh, I forgot. Another, yeah. I forget. I remember New that original. one too. Yeah, that was on J Tree, I think. Um. Oh, there was something else that I was. Gonna, you just. Oh fuck! You said all right. So I said gratitude, and you said something, Pat. What'd you say? 
I said it's in that handsome, like major label. Like, is this real sort of? Okay. So I had this other weird band that we'll go back to. Just remind me that. And then seaweed, which we didn't bring up. Do they fit in this? Uh, They 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 have been they have been grandfathered. They've been put into post hardcore like failure by Sonic uh, parallels and analogs, despite the fact that they are kind of more of a alt band. But I mean, I feel like they were like a punk band for most of it too. Okay, so kinda. here's the thing: sub poppy uh, punk kind of thing. I think that they come. I think that they're punk dudes. I could be wrong. If seaweed's listening, let us know. I think they're punk dudes that come from skate skate punk, not what we typically Correct. talk about. They're from Tacoma. They yeah. yeah. But I mean, quite honestly, every time I saw them in the '90s was with either Quicksand into another. Yeah, that was Orange millimeter. They all played those shows. Yes, yep. and yep. listen, seaweed made my playlist with like 10 songs or more. I think seaweed is a generational band better than Nirvana in every conceivable way. Yeah. We've heard and, drug church. Never speak to me yeah, of this again. Exactly. And yeah, it, we, it, yeah. it, I really think they're an awesome band, uh, but they made my list, but in the same way Fugazi did, you know what I mean? Like with protest. That makes sense. And here's one. That th- I feel like this is like we were talking about the Mandela effect earlier. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I don't think I made this up, they, but there was a band. There was a major label, like it almost seemed like a band that was put together that was sort of post hardcore in in a in a very polished major label way at like the end of the nineties. A band called Simon Says. I do not know them. I know they were that on name. Hollywood That's Records, amazing. right around the wow. time we into wow. another was. Wow. I haven't thought about that band uh, probably since then. I couldn't tell you what they sound like, but I rem- this all sounds v- correct. Everything you're saying sounds familiar. I'm trying to think. Uh, the record was called. Oh man, geez, they they don't look great anymore. Um, <laughs> they're still touring. They were from they're from Sacramento. They changed their name to Key to Arson and broke up in 2004. But they had a record called Jumpstart on Hollywood Records. Oh, Hollywood, sure. But, the, but and then Hollywood went away, so their records just like disappeared. Yeah, but I don't remember. I remember kind of thinking like this was like post hardcore, the way like you know, Far was on like you know, like yep. on Epic and it was like a post hardcore yeah. band. Like it or was that, like that, that band that we've talked about, Understand, uh, who by the way, her, I don't know if I told you this. Uh, who told me this? Who who told me that the guy from Understand is a big uh tour manager now? It was one of you fellows, the guys, the guy that told me that. He's a, he's like a muse. He's like a, I think he might literally be the tour manager for muse. Uh, he heard us talking about, uh, understand on this podcast and was very flattered because he doesn't hear people talk about that band very often, but they, they were one of those bands too, that because they were coming from, uh, the UK, because they were coming from the UK and because their next record, I want to say got upstream to a major, there was always kind of, is that a real band sort of thing? But those are they have some cool tracks, you know what I mean? Which is what happened to a number of bands that kind of tried the major label thing at this time. It's Dom Anderson who was yes, is the tour manager for Muse since two thousand three. So he's he got in early. Yeah, he did. Uh, I uh, who's his friend? Who? Uh, sorry to, to to whoever told me this. I mean, it's weird that I would not remember this conversation as uh, it's what. But uh, yeah. Shout out to that dude. Um, but there was a number of bands like yeah. that. 
I I want to I want to add uh, kerosene four fifty four and Giants Chair to the conversation. Um, Giants Chair no. has two has two, tra- has two albums that I'm aware of. Uh, I mentioned them almost exclusively for Ryan Hex, who is the only Giants Chair fan I've ever encountered in my life, but uh, a very <coughs> big fan. Uh, kerosene four fifty four has some of the most unique vocals in post hardcore and some real fucking tracks. Everybody go listen to that. <coughs> um, Sam, I am. Does it make the list? That's the problem. If you open the door with seaweed, you open the door to yep. Sam. I am. Yep, um, yep, yep, yep. So you got stuff like Fiddlehead and Title Fight, yep. and then you go into seaweed, and you're like, uh, Sam, I am. Yep, it's a yep. slippery slope out here on it the post hardcore mountain. Now let's talk about the ultimate slippery slope, which is fucking uh, Mantra by Shelter. Is it post hardcore? Yes or no? Yes, I agree. I feel like all of Shelter is post hardcore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's but I'll say int- up until Mantra, it fits more the '80s weirdo music, like like the stuff that the dudes. It's like, oh yeah, you remember those punk guys from '76 Percent Uncertain? This is their post-hardcore band, Shelter. But Mantra all of a sudden feels like it's going into. But you you forget how much energy and speed and power there is on Mantra, like. But it's so glossy. It's it is so glossy. Head. It really yeah. is glossy. No, I'm not going to argue. If somebody wanted to call it post hardcore, they could. I also think there's a lot of people who say that's just a hardcore record. Like that's a more song that's trying to be used today's song. Right. That's a more hardcore record than the Shelter records before it, in my opinion. There's faster and more mosh parts than the Shelter records before it. Maybe, but like, what's your body even supposed to do during some of those early Shelter record songs? You know, just like you're vibe supposed, out. You're you're supposed to give praise to to the uh, yeah the eternal godhead. That's right. Um, but here, mantra, here's the you're thing. stage diving. I'm stage diving for every moment of mantra. However, the the vocal choices are so goddamn strange. Yes, that it's it's something else. You know, what I mean, like it, it, I can't. I would really hesitate. I, yes, of course, it's hardcore music. If somebody asked me, I'd go, yeah, it's a hardcore record, I guess. But post hardcore to me, that's a post hardcore record. I mean, you ain't hanging upside down on a on a truck singing those songs for four minutes. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm also not wearing kappa pants. Mm. That's true. Don't, well, let's fix that. Don't ever speak to me of this again. 